What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. King's Island is now open weekends. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Juice. I'm your host, Solomon Giorgio, comedian, writer, and the inventor of the Atomic Wedgie. Today's guest is a gorgeous and very talented exotic dancer. She's also a board member for stripper and sex worker advocacy group, Strippers United. Let's give a big juicy welcome to Teddy B. Ruxpin. Well, hello, Teddy B. Ruxpin. How are you? (laughs) I'm so good. How are you? It is truly one of the best names anyone could possibly have. It is a solid frame of reference of the 80s. I also feel like probably a generation of people that don't know what it is at all. Oh, there are a lot of people that don't know what it is. I've gotten that a ton. I've had to explain to a lot of people that the whole (laughs) name is a pun because they haven't gotten it. Yeah, I was, they were, they were truly the most terrifying toy. I, we had one in my daycare and I was so afraid of it because it speaks so slowly. Uh, and like I think they all warp pretty quickly. So it just goes like, this teddy bear that goes like this, how are you doing? I'm like, okay. And it like, and its eyes blink on its own. And that's just, that's terrifying. <laughs> okay, so it's like Furby level scary. That's essentially what it is. But yeah, I solid, solid name choice. Also, I, I loved the advocacy group that you work for. Strippers United is, that sounds like such... Let many listeners know that sex work is real work and I mm-hmm. am always on board for it every way, shape or form and everyone should be protected. And that's what I'll always believe. And if you don't believe that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for <laughs> you. You can go. You can go. I'm sorry for you and the life you chose to live. <laughs> How long have you been dancing now? Oh, Jesus. Um, Like seven years, like six or seven years, just about. Okay. Solid period of time. It's a career at this point. Look. It is a career. It is a fucking job. It requires maintenance. It requires a skill set that not everybody has. (laughs) Because I can assure you, I cannot walk in 10-inch heels. Uh, I can walk in six inches. But in about 30 minutes, I'll be on the floor (laughs) wobbling. Six inches is good to start. You can start with that and then scale up. (laughs) I love how you think that's a start. Like That's my end point, Teddy. I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) go... I'm already seven feet tall. You're like, I'm a two bit. I'm too tall. No such thing. No such thing. I know. That's a, that's a lie. I'm going to be in 10 inches in like three months tops. <laughs> so like, it was just an inspiration that you just wanted to... Or did you walk into a club and see something? And Honestly, I don't know. I feel like this kind of makes the story sound worse. But I had like a long manic episode break from reality when I was 19. Yeah. And I was just like absolutely wilding out, just losing my mind. But the thing is, if you do that for long enough when you're 19, you run out of money really quickly. Yes. And I was like, oh man, I'm broke. But 
I hate regular jobs. I despise regular jobs. I've worked and every time I've done it, I've been like, this is not for me. I'm getting out of here. And so I had a friend at the time and she was like, you know what I've always wanted to do? I've wanted to be a stripper. So I was like, I'm not doing anything right now. Why not? So we went out, we bought some heels. I bought this like hideous, hideous Target Teddy wedding set. Oh, I'm disgusted when I think about it. And then we just went to a couple of clubs, sussed them out, mm-hmm. and then we auditioned. And I think from like idea to inception, it took about a week. And then I was working. Like, how, like was pole work something they could do immediately, or? Oh no! Oh god, no, not at all. I went to I went to I think two pole classes, mm-hmm. and the last one was taught by coincidentally a member of Strippers United, Am Davies. So we ended up meeting again in a completely different context. You're later and she did not remember me (laughs) but I think we ended up chatting with her and we're like yeah we're taking these because we want to be dancers and she went this is such a waste of time if you want to be a dancer don't take pole glances just go work yeah that's like the best thing you could do so that's what everyone says and it is true it took me a while but then like you get it after a bit yeah, yeah. If you, of course, you get it eventually, but that's still it's because it's upper body strength, it's a lower body strength, it's balancing yourself, and it's <laughs> sliding down and having and trusting, trusting yourself. It ain't easy. It isn't a regular job, but it's still a job. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, if you fall, as long as you make it look cute, that's all that matters. Look, if you can bust your ass wide open and hit the ground and be fine, <laughs> that's still. <laughs> it's a skill. It works out. Look, I'm impressed. I will always be impressed. So this is about the world of gossip that you grew up in. So where do you like? Where did it all begin? Where where what's were you from? A small town, a big town, or? Oh my god! Well, I'm Caribbean, uh, so mm-hmm. I think when you're talking about like a community of gossip, Caribbean people love to talk shit, and I'm Trinidadian. And mm-hmm. there's this word. It's not even a, a lot of like Trinidadian slang words are like old proper English words that people don't use anymore. Yeah. And one of them you'll use to describe people is you'll call them macocious or just maco, and it means nosy. And that uh. is the energy of Trinidad. Everybody is in everybody else's business. <laughs> constantly and everybody is constantly talking about everyone else behind their back. So if you just sit quietly and listen, you'll hear people's whole life stories, who their husband left them for, where people saw their fiance last week. (laughs) Oh, don't you know her sister is doing this? Like you will hear everything. Was there anything salacious that you recall that time that was like, that that caught your ears that was from a side story? Oh my God. Well, I... I think she'll be okay with me telling this in a podcast because it's objectively funny. <laughs> I, for years, my parents uh, broke up when I was a wee bab and I was like one. Yeah. And they were both so like CIA about the information. Like neither of them would say exactly what happened. So I just listened to one of my grandmas <laughs> talking. And the general, <laughs> yeah, I was like, someone's going to tell me. The general vibe is my mom went away to the States to have me. I'm technically an anchor baby and she hates me saying that. But my mom went to <laughs> <laughs> the states to have me and then while she was gone my dad started um palling around uh-huh. with a woman that he worked with and she was also engaged and they were seen publicly together so many times that her fiance went to my mom's cousin because he worked with my mom's cousin and he went hey tell your cousin to tell her man to stop sipping around my fiance and so when my mom came back from the states with a baby Everybody knew, but nobody told her for like a solid three months. Jeez. <laughs> so she was just hanging out until eventually someone was like, 
yeah, you don't know about like Leslie and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, who? Wait, what? <laughs> what did I miss? Oh, it's like, you didn't know that you were being, you're being cheated on? <laughs> oh, that's the culture of Trinidad. Yeah. Usually, if they're gossips about you, you're the last one to know. That's usually, it's a it's a culture of us all. I think I'm. A, it's also Ethiopian culture. If it's about you, you'll be the last to know. Everyone will know, and somebody <laughs> will eventually tell you, but you will be the last to know. Oh my gosh! So, were you? Did you grow up in Trinidad, or did you move to the states? I did. I lived there until I was twelve. Living on an island is. I don't know. I think that's just a perfect place to grow up. And then it's not cool if you live there. It's like, no, it's hot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, look. it's so hot. It's indescribably hot all the time. Whatever people are like, island living so slow. I'm like, yeah, it's hot. Have you ever conceived of how hot <laughs> it is? You can't go anywhere. Yeah, but it's, uh, you have to understand, it's, it looks good on paper. That's from true. A, if you're far away and it's like, when like it's like negative five degrees in the winter. Well, anyone who's thinking about moving to the Caribbean, we got bugs and like snakes and stuff because it's so warm. So if you're not willing oh. to like chop a snake as it comes slithering through your house <laughs> at like 9 p.m., it's it's not for you. It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> um, so did you go to school in the States then? Yeah, I did. I went to, I went to like middle school and high school. Well, I mostly went to high school in the States and then my mom was in the army uh, so for the end of high school we went to germany for a couple of years and i finished high school there oh damn where in germany Wiesbaden. it's pretty sick okay like i feel like i don't know if the germans are gossip kind of people are they no <laughs> germans are very i find very calm very chill people but in that sense at least uh when i was there they always found americans very popular to party with they said we were fun partiers oh how was the party scene? So we were, my high school class was, we were going wild. Oh, okay, now I need to know. Now I need to know. What is this, what was like the party life in Germany? Oh my God. Well, especially because it was like a military high school and my senior year, mm -hmm. nearly everyone's parents went to Afghanistan, which hoo-hoo. But like, they left us all alone because we were all like 17 <laughs> to 18. So no one had any parents. We were all legal to drink and we were in yeah. Germany and it was Debauchery. I used to know this kid who used to bring a flask to school. And if oh, you like pass him God. in the hallway and you were a friend and you're like, I'm having a hard day, you would do like a shot with him in the hallways <laughs> and keep going. And this was like not unusual. We would like party till three. I think my curfew, which I argued for, was like 3 a.m. Because <laughs> I was going out so much. And we would party until 3 a.m. And then you'd go home and like pass out and shower yeah. and like show up. In algebra the next day. <laughs> just barely keeping it together. But I was the coolest weirdo. <laughs> what made you a weirdo? Uh I was gay. I had, had I had a death hawk when I started at that high school and then I shaved it off and I shaved my eyebrows off. I was I was going through an arrow. So yes. I was I looked like a little egg. Look. And like I only wore vintage clothes. <laughs> so you were hip is what you're saying. You were cool. You were ahead you were ahead of your time. I was very cool. I also I had a brief I had a brief shaved eyebrow moment in my in my late teens, but I was in high school then. But now the no brows are in, so we were truly ahead of the time when it came to having no eyebrows. We should just shave them now. Why not? We could be free. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm kidding. That's not, no. I spent too long growing it back. <laughs> <laughs> it took. It takes way longer than you think it is. It does, and then you have weird eyebrow stubble for like months. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really not hot. That's that middle phase is the worst thing. Horrifying. You're like, like you're looking at like a dilapidated chia pet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 
What kind of jobs did you have before you moved away from the world of boring ass jobs? I worked at The Limited, the clothing store that closed down. Oh, but I then remember. I didn't like my hours. So I just stopped showing up, <laughs> which I've quit like four things that way. And I think that's a that's a good way to do it. Because I dropped out of college at the same time by just not going out. <laughs> I just like woke up one day and I was like, I'm kind of done with this. And I just didn't show up for the rest of the semester. <laughs> and I got very concerned texts and I ignored all of them. I got found years later by some people I went to that school with. And they're like, we all thought you had died or something. You just disappeared and there was no word. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm fine. After the limited, I think I didn't have a regular job. I just started dancing. And then while I was yeah. dancing, um, I was like, every time I moved, I would get like a normal job again, just so I could lie with my pay stubs and my <laughs> deposits because you got to look yeah. legit for apartments. I respect that. And I'm also I'm also pro that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like scamming some fan of it. And I will always respect that, honestly, forever. And also, but you're still working. I'm sorry. I don't hate my job, but I will say uh, dancing is like every other job where you have moments where you're like, I never want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm, I think of quitting every job that I've had my entire life, even till now. <laughs> like, there's always a moment I'm like, I can just not do this. <laughs> you're like, no. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just like, up. <laughs> I could just leave right now. And what could anyone do to stop me? Do you have a, a favorite quitting story to tell? Like, have you ever quit something in a grand and fun way? I am majorly a uh, just not showing up person. I do think yeah. there, are, there are only two places I think I've ever quit officially. One was House of Intuition, where that was not to say I'm not spiritual now, but I was deep into my spiritual era when yeah. I worked there. And most of my friends had like quit by that point. And I was like, if I look at the clock and it says 555, it's my spirit guide speaking to me and it's really time for me to leave. And then I looked at the clock and it said 555 and I grabbed all my stuff and I clocked <laughs> out. And then my manager came to me and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm quitting. And she was like, yeah, you look like you're quitting when you're walking in. I was waiting for you to leave all day. And then I passed one of the new girls because she was coming to clock in. And she went, nice to meet you. And I went, we're never going to see each other ever again. And I, <laughs> I don't know why I was so rude to her. I was really feeling myself. And then I just walked in. <laughs> uh, and besides that, well, this is... It's funny because it's me. I can tell this joke because it's me. But when I worked at the library... I did quit by having a suicide attempt and getting hospitalized oh. for six weeks. And I always think that's like the grandest way I've ever quit a job is having the ambulance show up and like take me away and then having to call and be like, so I'm currently being held in a hospital. So I'm not going to come back. Look, at that point, I'd be like, and you are the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and fuck this job. <laughs> Look, if, any, if you are feeling suicidal, quitting your job might be helpful. Honestly, I think that's the way to go. Just quit your job first before you try any other options. Yeah. So see if, see if there's any little shifts in your life that you can make that will make your life a little better. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've... Look, I've, 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 I've been there before as well. I've Actually, when I shaved my eyebrows, I was in a mental hospital as well. <laughs> I got to spend two weeks uh, when I was 17. Uh, I, was, I ran away to LA. I was staying in a shelter, had an anxiety attack, shaved, my, shaved everything. And they were like, you're going to go to the mental hospital. And I was like, you know what? Uh, you're, you're right. You're, that's the right thing to do. <laughs> At time it sucks. But I think like now that time has passed, I'm like, that was a fun little vacation. It's, look, the anxiety I had that when I was younger, I will never have again, thankfully. Because as you get older, it's just like, 
It's not because I don't have anxiety. It's mostly that I just don't care when my brain goes, what about this? I'm like, I don't care. You're like, what about it? <laughs> what about it? Bring it up again. I don't care. <laughs> well, I was the hottest person in my mental hospital. So I, oh, I caused so yeah, drama. I was... So maybe that's why your experience was different than mine. I got unwittingly involved in a love triangle. Of course you did, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> so much was happening. Just showing up to the men's hospital just like, you know what? I'm here to fuck shit up. <laughs> I didn't even be to. I didn't even know I was in the love triangle because it was a German hospital and only two people spoke English. So I only had like two real friends and no one else could really talk to me. And you're, you got in a love triangle with them. This German boy like fell in love with me and we went on a night walk and he gave me a piggyback ride. But I didn't think that was affection. I was just too lazy to walk. And I was like, yeah, I'll take the piggyback <laughs> ride. And then once I had like, I had like a full breakdown at lunch. And until then I had been like, I'm chill. I'm like the normal one. And then I was just like had a full, uh, I was like crying. And then he gave me his pudding at lunch. And I didn't know, but that was like the That's, ultimate yeah. declaration of mental hospital love. I could have told was you him that. giving his chocolate boots. <laughs> and there was another girl who liked him and it started a feud you got in the way <laughs> i did but i didn't even know what she was saying to me or about me I did, like, <laughs> so she would argue with me and i'd be like i don't know what's going look on. german is one of those languages where i could not tell if somebody was is praising me or or yelling at me so it's <laughs> are we fighting are we just are you just talking to me what's going <laughs> what's happening now nah, unfortunately no my love life has not been that that salacious uh so i'm <laughs> a proud of you uh <laughs> I'm not trying to have it be this wild. It just happens. And when you first started dancing, was there like a world of like gossip happening there? It's like there's some hearsay that you had to deal with at all? I don't want to dishonor my people, but I think this no. is a fair something. Strip clubs are hotbeds of gossip. <laughs> Everybody is talking about everyone else. The people who say they're like, I don't talk about other girls. Don't trust that person. She is <laughs> lying through her teeth. I think dancing attracts very strong personalities yeah. mostly and very like interesting people. So even if you even if you like someone, there's still like a level of information I think you know about people that most people in their life won't know about. I knew like a bunch of people's life stories that I'd like mm -hmm. never met, all this stuff that I had like missed. The best was if a fight happened because at the first club I worked at, physical fights would happen every once in a while. Yeah. And then you would come into the aftermath and get to hear like the live on the scene reporting yeah. from like five different people <laughs> who saw five different <laughs> angles of the argument. Like security always pops up and stops it or is that? <laughs> I mean, I've never really worked anywhere with bad security, but even good security is not very active. You can't be everywhere all at once. Yeah. I mean, if it's between like dancer and customer, that's where they step in. Between yeah. dancer and dancer, I've noticed security just acts like it doesn't happen. Yeah. When I worked at Cheetahs, which is a very small club, a friend and I got in a screaming match with another dancer while we were getting ready to leave so we were all moving locations through the club like going out to like tip the uh -huh. dj and moving stuff while like yelling at each other <laughs> from four different points and i remember i like went up to tip the security guard and he just like took the tip and while i was giving him something like she yelled and i turned to yell back and then i went to the dj and the same thing happened and he went I don't know about all that. And I went, you want a piece of this too? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's why security stays out of like dancer, dancer. You don't want to fuck with this, dude. 
<laughs> it looks like I'll swing on you too. I think the fact that it's so easy to get another dancing job means like no matter how much you like a club, there's an inherent level of disrespect where you're like, I can leave this shit at any time. <laughs> I'm still beautiful. I don't care. <laughs> I got insulted by a manager once and quit the club. It wasn't even a big insult. Oh. And he said that to me once and I never went back. There's no way you can get me to that point where I'm like, I will stay with you forever. I will always be like, the second, the second you define me. <laughs> like, you need me. It's called a strip club oh, for yeah. a reason. I get me, I get me smack from you. I'm out. You are the talent. Yeah, I was in, this was Deja Vu Hollywood. I was in flip-flops because at the time I wore boots because here's another thing about dancing hell on the toes your pedicures don't last longer than four days honestly mm -hmm. distressing <laughs> like if you i mean unless you're into feet don't ever look down you're getting yeah. a lap dance it's it's hell down there it's poor um <laughs> and i'd been wearing boots at the time so i like wasn't doing my toes so i was flip flopping in to like get my money from the manager and he looked down at me and i was like it was a slow night and he was like might have been a better night if you did them toes and i went <gasps> And then I drove home and never went back. No, 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 no. I was like, I've heard no. enough. <laughs> I'm not working there anymore. Not today. Not ever. <laughs> Thank you for all those tales. Uh, we're actually going to switch gears now. Okay. It is mailbag time. So these are the listener submissions. We'll rate them and tell them what you think. Uh, so the scale on juice level, it's from dry uh, dry being boring, not good, moist being mid, and fully juiced, meaning that is salacious and fantastic. Hmm. I have two submissions. I'll read the first one to you. My sister used to play in a super competitive club soccer league in the extremely bougie part of the country where I grew up. Literally a decade after the fact, my dad revealed that he used to post anonymous gossip on a forum for the soccer parents. He stressed that he would only gossip about adults, never the kids. Apparently, this gossip account was a talk of the town, and he never revealed his identity to any of the other insane soccer dads until years later. My father was truly the gossip girl of soccer dads. <laughs> I would give that one fully juice, just because the image of your dad. <laughs> <at soccer teams. laughs> I would. Here's the thing. I love it. I love. I love the very concept of a dad gossiping. Me, I'll give it a moist mm. because. I wanted to know what he was, what he was talking That's about. That's true. I would wish we had like an excerpt from like this dad's gossip Send website. us a link to the forum. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what's going on. I love other people's gossip. It's the best. It's always the best. It's uh, <laughs> this is why I made a career out of it. <laughs> this is why I'm here right now. <laughs> All right. So here's the next mission. Um, so one day my roommate, Mary, came home and was like, hey, there's a guy at work who I think you would really like. And I was like, Oh my God, cool. So I find him on Instagram and we hit it off and schedule a date. We'll call this man John. So date day comes and John cancels and I'm like, oh, that sucks, but whatever. We tentatively reschedule. So one night I'm creeping on his Instagram page and I see that my cousin is following him and I'm like, that's odd. And my cousin Danny and I have the same pretty distinct last name. So I call her and I'm like, hey, what's up with this? And she tells me she started dating him. Come to find out he had canceled our date to go on a date with Danny. So I'm immediately like, ew, gross, and stop talking to him. She keeps saying to him, I'm annoyed about it. So one day my room is like, LOL, you should send him an anonymous STD email, even though you never slept with him just to mess with him. So I do, because remember, they work together, so it's really easy to get his email. I'm no longer speaking to my cousin Danny, and I kind of forgot about the whole thing. About a month later, I'm at a yoga class with my cousin, Danny's sister, and she's like, guess what? John got an anonymous STD email, and it turns out he had chlamydia. I died laughing, because even though the email was fake, 
he still had an STD. <laughs> okay. I was about to give it a moist because I was like, a cousin isn't close enough to be dramatic. Like it has to be a sibling. But the chlamydia did add the sprinkle on top. I will agree to fully juice because throwing an STD in there really adds to the fight. He got tested and ended up having an STD. So she did a public service, really. Yes. I'm like, you created chaos, but you also called out a worm. (laughs) Really the hero of the story. I'm just, whoever did this, whoever sent it in, thank you so much. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> it was like, actually, this is great. Thank you. <laughs> this, yeah, this is a fully juice for me. This is, I'm, I'm salivating. As a matter of fact, that's how insanely <laughs> quenched I am. <laughs> well, that is the mailbag. Thank you all again for sending in your mail. Okay, Teddy, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with the juice line. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome back to The Juice. I'm here with Teddy B. Ruxpin. All right, Teddy, now's the time in our show when we go to the phone and we call it The Juice Line. And I'm hearing from our board operator that today's caller is Rebecca. Well, let's patch her in. Thank you. Hello, Rebecca. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi, It's so nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Solomon. I'm here with my wonderful guest, Teddy. And obviously, you have a piece of gossip. And clearly, that is what I consume on a daily basis. Um, So please, the platform is yours. (laughs) Great. Um, Well, nice to meet you guys. I'm such a big fan. I listen every week. But, Thank you. Um, I love you already. <laughs> um, so let's get into it. Um, I am a domestic worker, um, which can mean anything from like a housekeeper, um, a house manager, which is what they call butlers mm-hmm. now, drivers, chefs, nannies, what have you. Um, and uh, like five years ago, I started working for my first like ultra high net worth boss um which is pretty much just like one of those people who like doesn't know how many cars they have doesn't know how many houses they have doesn't know how many people work for them um so that came with like a bunch of cool gossip that like i could only (laughs) talk to my coworkers about so we had like a lot of group chats going on for that but i had to do like some of the craziest stuff like I had to make sure that like none of the girlfriends found out about each other because there were like a million oh. of them and like 
there was one of the girlfriends like texted a bunch of us that worked for him and was like this like pair of mystery panties showed up like (laughs) do you guys know like where the she like sent us a picture (laughs) and we're all on another group text like do we just like say it's one of ours? Like, what do we say? <laughs> and, like, so then like I drew this short straw just because of like a bunch of the circumstances leading into it yeah. and had to be like, I'm a weirdo and was doing my own laundry <laughs> at work. God. And those are mine. Oh, I'm no. so sorry. Oh no. Um, and then it's okay. He better have given you a raise after that. <laughs> I actually brought it up in my salary negotiations for my bonus. Yes. So yes, uh, definitely a lot of weird stuff. I like had to say without irony one time that we need to keep all the pools above 95 degrees. Above 95 degrees? That it is a, a hot tub. <laughs> That's not a pool. Also, what are you trying to burn off? You're making soup <laughs> exactly. at that point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And also, like, who wants to, at the end of a long, hot day, just, like, jump into soup? Like, it was so counterintuitive. But to kind of get into the main story I want to talk about, we got to go back to when I was in high school. I went to kind of a preppy, like, school with, like, a bunch of like CEOs, kids, like NBA players, kids. And I was just like a financial aid kid. All of my friends were like from my neighborhood. But there was this one kid who I had heard his parents were like super wealthy. I didn't really know him that well. We had some classes Uh together. And like, I think sophomore year, he just kind of like stopped showing up to school. And I think I heard a rumor that he got like sent to military school or like boarding school or something like that for getting into trouble. Um, but didn't really think about it for a few years. And then my last year of college, I got a DM from him and he was like, Oh, I had like a crush on you in high school. And like, I heard we live in the same city. So like we should hang out. And at that time I had plans to move abroad in a couple months. So like, I was like, yeah, sure. We hung out, we had fun. And we basically just had like a fun little fling for a couple months. Like I was moving, so it wasn't going anywhere. Um, But I remember the first time I went back to his place, he was like, oh, I'm staying at my parents' place for the summer Mm -hmm. because we were all in college. And I remember like walking into the lobby and there were these like fancy doormen that like knew his name and we get off the elevator and we are standing in what I can only describe as like Bruce Wayne's penthouse. (laughs) It was just bachelor patty, huge, like 360 views of the city, like just ridiculous amenities everywhere. So I stayed there like a few times that summer and like we had this fun little fling. And then cut back to when I was starting my new job, my boss Mm -hmm. is like setting up our training and she gives me the address. I'm like, oh, that's like the same street as that kid that I fucked in college. And (laughs) then I park and I'm like, oh, it's the same building as that kid that I fucked in college. (laughs) And I walk into the lobby and like make eye contact with a doorman who I'm pretty sure recognizes me from fucking that kid in college. (laughs) (laughs) I step off the elevator into the penthouse that I fucked in in college. (laughs) And I like, and I knew it wasn't this kid or his family just from the interview process. 
And I look at my boss and I'm like, are there like more than one units like this? And she was like, it's the penthouse. No. And I'm like, <laughs> right, sure. Yeah. I'm not asking for any reason. Also, why would I know that? I, I don't. I, I just found that out right now myself. The penthouse is the only house up at the top. Yeah, it's the top floor, I guess. I don't. Yeah, that was like. I believe one, that <laughs> one of those rich people things that I was supposed to know um, that no one told me about. Hey, idiot! Yeah, it's the penthouse. Like, <laughs> You're like, okay, so, sure. It was such a like fun, sexy secret for a few years, where like I like we weren't allowed to go into the master like quarter of the place like when he was home because like for discretion reasons and I was just like well I mean I fucked in that steam shower back there so like that feels like kind of an (laughs) unnecessary rule or like I'd be like serving breakfast and I'd be like oh yeah we fooled around on this kitchen island that one time (laughs) it felt mortifying but it was like mortifying only to me so um and I got through without anybody ever figuring it out that is wild I would walk around like this could have been all mine if I wanted (laughs) to (laughs) I know people always ask like oh why didn't you like stay with that guy and I was just like well now I just like hang out in his parents house all the time and I'm pretty sure he had to like buy his own house and like do a dumb job also who cares (laughs) you can do whatever the fuck you want Wow, what is a weird thing to say? Why don't you just stay with that rich guy that you didn't like that much? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are always other rich guys, though. Also, it's better to become the rich guy yourself. That's the goal. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is what that uh, salary. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't seen him since? Um, when we were like hanging out, he brought. He was like, oh, you know who reached out to me randomly? This could be its own gossip, really. But he was like, Megan, and Megan was my best friend in high school. That's not her real name. But um, she, we had First like... First of all, good job on making up a name on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> she had like, we were best friends in high school and we had a falling out because two of our girlfriends were secretly dating each other. <gasps> and then they they broke up. But, like, to us, it was just, like, friends were fighting, like, really aggressively. <laughs> and we ended up on, like, opposite sides of that divorce. So. Um, and I think they're married now. I don't know. <laughs> that's accurate. That's probably are. That's actually, that's how most relationships start. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, because he told me when she reached out, and I was like, she was pretty boy crazy. I'm like, she's probably trying to date you. But, like, apparently that's what we're all doing after college now. So... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. Nobody did that with me. I'm I not didn't do that either. Everyone. I didn't think it was a thing that people did. I would have been like petrified to reach out to my high school crush. Also, when I when I when I graduated high school, um, the internet just got created, so that's why it didn't <laughs> happen to me. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm over here like, yeah, no one DM me when I graduated high school in the year 2000 before I did DMs think about existed. That. I was like, I'm saying DM, but what I mean is like Facebook message. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Facebook didn't even exist. You're that's how ahead of it you are. Then I'm I'm over here like, yeah, no one's AOLing. Uh, <laughs> you can't it's tell okay. Solomon. <laughs> Look, I want people to tell. <laughs> but thank you, Rebecca. That is what a fun little tale. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, well, thank you for calling into us and we appreciate seeing you. And yeah, if you ever have any more tales of, of the domestic workers, we're happy to hear it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That was oh. juicy. The lying to the girlfriends and keeping track yourself when the person is not keeping track. <laughs> I'd have to have a chart. 
having to, did they have like an Excel spreadsheet? Yeah. Where they're like, this is this girlfriend. Here's a picture of her. I hope so. Like, uh, we got to update the Excel spreadsheet. We got a new one. <laughs> and take this one out. She's out of the rotation. I don't know. I've never, I've never hooked up with a rich person. You haven't? I think. <laughs> I say that like, really? But you live in LA. I thought. I'm like, I'm doing pretty well myself. But in, in general, like, like big wealth, I'm not that crazy about. Like whenever, especially because guys brag and I hate oh, yeah. when rich guys, it's like my least favorite thing. Or they try to humble brag, like be subtle about it. And you're like, I know who you are. Yeah. They're not subtle about it. That's the issue. And like, usually like, I, I remember like one guy, like follow me around at a bar all night and told me about the count of his Egyptian cotton sheets. And I'm like, sir, oh stop talking about cotton in front of a black person. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> you should, did you tell him that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, and then on, and I was like, I was like 21. He was like, like in his fifties. And I remember. Ew. <laughs> I was like, I was leaving, friends were picking me up and he was just like standing there being like, I don't think your friends are going to come by. I'm like, sir, if I want to ride from 70 your age, I'd call my parents. <laughs> my friends showed up right at that moment. <laughs> and you're like, great, now I can get out of here. <laughs> Bye. Burn and leave. Exit the situation immediately. But yeah, I fully recommend having flings with rich men, taking advantage of them in every way possible and uh, getting what you want. <laughs> I agree. But I mean, like rich people, but only the kind of like silent wealth, rich people, celebrities, by and large, annoying in my experience. Because you also have to take on a personality, a cult personality. And that's not that's never worth it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like they're looking at you like, you know who I am. And I'm like, yes, like we both know (laughs) this is is not a hurdle of the conversation. Can we move past this? I'm still, I don't like, celebrity is always going to scare me. Like, I like, I don't like when people are like, I know who you are. I'm like, oh, oh God, <laughs> did I do something wrong? Did I commit a crime? <laughs> oh, well, I love like disrespecting celebrities and being like, I don't know who I'm talking to at all. <laughs> I, I, I love that about you now. But I also, I met a lot of celebrities in like a sexy context. So <laughs> I think it's like, if we see each other in the street, they'd be like, I have no clue who you are. <laughs> We don't, we don't, we've never met before. <laughs> I've never oh. seen you before in my life. <laughs> well, Teddy, that is the episode. And I'm really, I really appreciate getting to talk to you. And it was, it was such a delight. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. I love all the hot goss. More than thankful to have you. Thank you so, so much to the incredible Teddy B. Ruxpin for joining me on today's episode. You can follow Teddy on Instagram at teddyb.ruxpin. And as always, if you want to tell your story on the juice, send them in by visiting teamcoco.com slash heyjuice. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us all those stars. And again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, have a juicy day. This has been a Team Coco production. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com/network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.